Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Good evening and welcome to this All Hallows Eve edition of the Reflex Podcast. Happy almost Halloween. We are about under six hours away from Halloween, Josh. How does it make you feel? Happy. I kind of agree. Halloween's nice. I like Halloween. It's the best holiday. I don't think so. Fourth of July still gets my vote just because bar- Jesus. Because hamburgers, mostly. But Halloween's nice. Halloween's nice. When was the last time you dressed up? Can you remember? Um, I think I was 13, That's maybe. Age. That's... Yeah, sounds right. I don't remember what I went as. Mm. I went something with a something with a robe. Well, that could be a lot of things. <laughs> I, I remember specifically, I went as the Joker, and then I went to my friend's house, and we rented the first however many saw as many saw moves as we as were available. We rented them. And watched them, and then fell asleep eating candy. Like rented, like went out and like physically rented something. Yeah, yeah, from a fan vid, oh, back, either from a fan vid or a blockbuster. Not back sure. in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good old, the good old days of two thousand and nine or something. I don't know, two thousand eight. I can't remember. It was a while ago though. Um, yeah, no, that was a weird day. We, I, we went trick or treating. We got a bunch of candy, like a ridiculous amount of candy. Like we went towards the end of the night. It was like. 10 o'clock or whatever and somebody still had the please take one bowls and like we're like nobody else is going to come out no kids are going to be out so we just took the bowl and we had a ton of not the bowl itself we took what was in the bowl because we're good kids and we're just like ah whatever we'll take this it's no harm done and then we went back we watched a saw movie so like four woke up at nine and then helped somebody clean out their house i don't remember why but it was a very strange day <laughs> all right that That's a, a day. That was a day. That was a day. Um, so if you, so Cody is not here. He has been federally indicted on tax fraud charges. So we'll see how that turns out. If anybody's got $10 million lying around and wants to give them to him, uh, that would be appreciated because we miss him. But it'll probably be fine. He'll, you know, he'll be okay. He'll listen to Toto and he'll be fine. Dun, 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 dun. Da, 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 da. Uh... <laughs> So tomorrow is Halloween, and I want to ask you something. When did your love of Halloween begin? Um, I mean, depends on, like, what do you mean? Like, just in general? Yeah, when did you, you say Halloween's your favorite holiday. When did you I mean, realize that? I've always loved it, but it didn't become my favorite until, like, honestly, probably after I stopped dressing up. Um, Interesting. So... Sometime when I was like 14, 15, something like that. But why? I don't know. I just. Because here's, I, don't know. here's it just, I think it's just because. Because we've had multiple conversations in the past, both on and off air, where Cody and I have been heavily endorsing the merit huh, of like sweaters and stuff. And you're like, Ugh, I hate sweaters. I hate the cold. But your favorite, ho- your favorite holiday is literally the beginning. It's like this first day. Where it's just going to be cold for six months straight. No, see, I like the fall. I don't like the winter. I know. Christmas but this is, is the winter. Yeah, but this is, it's cold. To, it's like. it's see. No, it's cool. It's, it's cool right now. I don't know. It's a it's a nice 55 degrees outside my house right now. So Yeah, I'm at 47 at the moment in a drop-in. That, so. that sounds awful. That's cold. 
but I, that just didn't seem weird. It's always seemed weird to me. It's like, oh, uh, you know, it's like hating swimming, but you live on the beach is kind of what that, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm glad you enjoy it because any, you know, my favorite holiday is 4th of July because of the hamburgers and yours is Halloween because of the candy. Is your favorite so. holiday really 4th of July? I love 4th. Everybody's in a good mood on 4th of July. I don't know. It's usually not too hot out. And like I said, there's just a bunch of people. Watching fireworks and making hamburgers and just hanging out. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I know anybody whose favorite is Fourth of July. Wow. Rock and roll, baby. I'm a. I'm also a patriot, <laughs> and you hate America, so that's good to know. You America hater. You communist. Actually, that's not. Communism's great. Uh, oh, stun. You know, it used to be Thanksgiving's close. Thanksgiving. That's sweater weather. That's football. That's you know. Uh, turkey and mashed potatoes and corn and all that kind of stuff. I'll rock for Thanksgiving, but Fourth of July is just always a party, and uh, I enjoy it. Easter can go to hell, TBH. That's the lamest holiday. That's Halloween. That's like a mixture of Halloween and Christmas, but somehow extremely lame. I don't understand how that dichotomy works, but whatever. What's even the point of it? Like, why? Well, it's like, it's, you know, Jesus rising from the dead. Yeah, but like, but like why? Why the bunny and the, the eggs and the... See, I, I know, I asked that same question at one point, and I, like, actually looked into the answer and, like, researched it, and but I, for, I forgot. So, what good that was. Sad. Uh, St. Patrick's Day is kind of bullshit. That's just an excuse for people with who are 5% Irish to get smashed. Oh, that, that's, that's, not a, that's not a holiday. I mean, it's, people do stuff for it, and there's like... Uh, do they? There's merch. It's like a thing. Oh, you're not wearing green. Pinch. Fuck that. I remember but, a girl pinched me in seventh grade for not wearing green, and I was really mad about it. Yeah, she died, didn't she? Unrelated. I don't know. Unrelated. <laughs> Very unrelated. Yeah. Hmm. I think Cody said his was, his favorite was Christmas, so I think we got a good mixture of... Got the trifecta. Yeah. I mean, other than Arbor Day, because that's obviously the best one. Um... So I'm trying to figure out how to, a way to transition to this, but it's just not going to work. So I think we need to talk about Kevin Spacey. Uh, <laughs> so throughout the media landscape, I guess, me probably since, you're going to hate me for saying this, but probably since the Access Hollywood tape from like October, as a society, we've just been talking a lot about like harassment and, you know, uh, everything that goes with like corporate culture and sexual assault or whatever. And it's kind of, it's reached its, um, its apex. So we got Harvey Weinstein from the from movie side of things, Mark Halperin recently from political side. Um, uh, who in sports? There's somebody in sports. I don't know. There's just I don't need to run them off, run off the list. But there's just been a lot of people, and it feels like the Kevin Spa- Kevin Spacey's whole ordeal today and in the last 24 hours has been kind of the biggest one so far because it's a it's a name and a face that everybody knows before yesterday he was seen as like a silly charismatic kind of fun guy and now that's is that changed for you knowing what he i mean did and who he may be it again i think i need more information about this whole situation before i have an opinion on it how dare you (laughs) what are your thoughts on it it's just a bummer because like here's here's where I'm torn. It's like yeah, I it's good that the spotlight is on these people and you know anybody like oh, it sucks yeah. that we're realizing that people we like suck. Yeah, I mean I really haven't felt that yet. I mean I don't care for Harvey Weinstein. I've I've never liked Andy Signore. I don't. Uh, Mark Halperin is you know he's kind of there's also to Ben me. Affleck. Yeah, I guess that one, but I don't really I, I don't really 
like Ben Affleck really. I think he's fine. I he's cool, but it doesn't really like if it was if I found out that DiCaprio was like, oh well, Leo DiCaprio, you know, think stuck the his world would in my butt. like explode if that happened. Yeah, or like Fassbender or Chris Martin or something like that. I just the people I like, I don't think are really in the crosshairs on this one. At least I'm fairly certain. Didn't Fassbender do something years ago though? I don't know. Prob- probably there was something I saw about he did years ago. I don't remember. It's reviving the argument that Mel Gibson started uh, of art, the art and the artist separating yeah, that's, them. That's kind of the point I wanted to get to. But yeah, I guess in my head, I just think, yeah, nobody's perfect. But in the end, it's what you make and not who you are. So I can look like but at the same time, it's like uh, Kevin Spacey did do this really creepy thing, even if he only did it the one time. That's the thing, because if it, it turns out that's a routine, that's a whole different story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's we it's just a weird situation. You but like I said, usually I can I'm fine saying I can separate the art from the artist, but I feel like that's kind of a a slap to the face to the people who actually have to deal with this cuz yeah. I am a hashtag straight white male. I've never I've never had mostly cuz I'm a guy and I just feel like we don't really care as much, but I haven't had somebody do the things that by all accounts that Harvey Weinstein has done to people or whatever. So it just hasn't affected me like at all. So I just kind of part of my brain. It's not that it doesn't care. I just can't put myself in that kind of person's shoes. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure people would say, oh, you fuck you, you jerk for that. But that's just uh, that's honestly just how I feel. I have empathy, but it's hard to say, oh, I know how you, I know how you feel. Yeah, it's so like, I feel the same way. Like, I think I it's, it's just a matter of different things affect certain people differently. Yeah. And so like. And there, and I have my line of where like I'll draw it. Like there are certain things that I'm just not comfortable like with supporting people. Like, um, what's his name? Um, OJ. <laughs> uh, no. Um, I don't remember what. What's the actor's name from the Slave movie? Oh, <laughs> Nate Parker. Yeah. Nate Parker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so boy. that that's kind of the kind of people I draw the line at. Like doing things or the Harvey Weinstein. Um, obviously the most recent one, but like things like of that nature, so extreme and gross, like that makes me uncomfortable supporting. Um, but like, it's also like, it makes, there's like a million other issues of it because then you're like, okay, well then can I ever watch anything I've like, if I already like a movie with a person in it or directed it, that turns out they did certain stuff. Yeah. Can I, can I then watch that movie again? Or do I have to like throw away my Blu-ray of it? Or like, I don't, I don't know. The Onion posted a great article of like, here's the 11 movies you can watch made by people not connected to sexual assault, (laughs) (laughs) which it's kind of, you know, that's, it's, that's kind of, yeah. But like, I don't feel, here's the thing. This is weird. I don't feel at all guilty for watching the naked gun movies. Do you know, you know, like what's, I don't know what the deal with those. It's something that, uh, no, what's his name did OJ's in him. He plays a very prominent character. This is one of those cases where, like, I feel like I should feel bad and that I should be, I should feel guilty for not, for watching a certain movie if it's, like, a Weinstein production or whatever. But I just, but I don't, and I don't, and I I don't think that's something necessarily wrong with me. Other people may, I don't know. I think the kind of issue where people, that people have is that by you watching that or supporting it or giving it your money in any way you're giving money to something that was okay but you know, made successful the, by 
but these here, things. I, here's here's the thing. The same people who say that are tweeting that at people from an iPhone, which were made by child slaves in Bangladesh. Like we are all. I've if I've learned anything in the past year, it's that we are all hypocrites in one way or another. And as like, so yeah, well, you yeah. shouldn't throw your money at them for and give you give them their money and to give them a chance to make more movies, but. Can we all just be honest here that we our lives are a farce basically like the being be just going to McDonald's to buy whatever you're you're just you're hurting somebody's life in a way and that's just kind of maybe not directly but very indirectly if you strike down like oh well you can't do you can't go see this movie because this person made it or financed it or well don't buy these shoes because they do this it's like well, what am i supposed to do be naked and sit in a room and do nothing you know if you see something, if you see, if you firsthand see or somebody you know does something as nefarious as Harvey Weinstein, it is on, I think it's on everybody to say something about it and do something about it. And that's, that's how, that's how you make a change happen, not by boycotting things. You know, boycotting has its place, fine. It just seems weird to me that we are expected to dismiss things we like because of the people that make them. And like I said, that Onion article kind of hit the nail on the head. It's Hollywood and any business is a seedy business, and you don't make change by destroying the business. You make change by taking it over from within and making people not act like dicks. So, I don't know. It's just a messy, complicated issue, and I'm going to do my part by not sexually harassing anybody or using... power over them to make them do things other than you and Cody. Understandable. Yeah. What do you th- what do you think? I mean pretty much just everything you said. It's just like I don't I'm conflicted on certain things, but like it's like we're all like in some way every single person has done something bad that they are ashamed of. Yeah. Like even if you don't think you have, you have. So like obviously some have done way worse things than others and some have done them way more often mm-hmm. but i don't know i mean to me it's just it's a case-by-case basis and you can't just say anyone who does this automatically just nope they're on the list of people i don't look at or pay for so yeah, it's because just, if because if you ignore the problem it'll go away right <laughs> that's kind of the attitude i've gotten a little bit and yeah i'm not I, by the way, i'm not i'm not I don't mean to disparage or tear down anybody who's making the accusations. I'm just t- I'm just trying to question how we as a society are reacting to them. And boy, and boycotting doesn't seem like the yep. appropriate thing because you're not hurting. Just... Like, if here's the thing: if you want to boycott, and if if you make your voice very loud that you are boycotting Bill O'Reilly after his whole thing, fine. Fox is evil. Fox is pretty evil by and large, and they've accepted that. But if you're going to be like, well, I'm not going to go see X movie because I hate this random producer that I just heard about for the first time three weeks ago, then you're kind of screwing over a lot of people yeah. for for the actions of one person. And trust me, the, the system, I know we got, there's a lot of creeps that are still there, but the, I think this is the first start to kind of flushing certain people out and it's like it's like you think twice so it's not like a golden ticket where you can just do whatever you want people i think after this these last couple months they're going to be a lot better behaved not that they need to threaten of being fired to do so they should do so out of the 
you know, being a decent person. But I think this is going to, this, these last few minutes will be going to be a big step to sort of changing things. Yeah. It's like I was telling you uh, a couple weeks ago, you know, I think like, like with this and with Weinstein and then um, there was a couple others and it's just, there's going to be more and more coming out. There was something with Matt Damon, I think. Um, It's just, we're going to keep hearing about these stories, um, whether it was a one-time thing or whether it's a recurring thing. We're going to keep hearing them for the next couple of months. And there's going to be a big change over the next, I don't know how long, but in Hollywood, there's a big turnaround coming. So, yeah. And it's good um, that it's sucks. coming. It's Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's just, it sucks that it's like, wow, this has been going on for however long and it's still going on. It's like, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, and I think Spacey's—he's done. He's—I wouldn't say he's done. I think, but that that wasn't a good apology. He needs to put out another statement. I don't know what he needs to say, but he needs to say something else. But um, did you read it, by the way? I did. Yeah, it was a little. It was terrible. Schmaltzy. I was like, oh, interesting. It was like, it was like, oh, I was drunk and I'm gay. By the way, I'm gay, so that's an excuse. I'm like, like, no, it's not. You're actually just lumping in an entire group of people. Yeah, nobody was asking that you were gay. Like, he kind of just threw that in there. I was like, I'm I'm glad that I know now because I've always wondered, but why? But I just. It's, It's for two reasons. One, to use it as an excuse and to throw people off. That's true. It's just. Brett Ratner still is one of the most what successful is, Hollywood producers, and he just... What's Brett Ratner done? Everyone talks about him, but I have no idea what he's done. I just hate him because he sucks. Well, there was the rehearsals for Fags. It's incident in the Oscars that I think Chris Rock dropped out, or somebody dropped out of hosting the Oscars because he said that, and they're just like, no. Oh, really? Um, and oh, then okay. he, he like talked very openly about having an affair with Olivia Munn, which led to her getting her big break, which apparently has been revealed to be a lie. But I don't know. That guy's always he's. I hate that guy. He just well again. Like that's a, that's that's th- those are saying things versus doing things. I know, but which I'm not. Those words and words are versus actions is a whole other thing we can I talk mean, about. I, but, I hate to do yeah. this, but he looks like a young Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. I just know his movies, and I've seen one good one. So. I just sent you a picture. If I told you that was Harvey Weinstein at age 30, you would believe me. I don't see a picture. If you want to find it, it's the no. article, oh. Brett Ratner, oh. China is going to be the saving grace of the movie oh. business. See? Wow. See? Oh, Jesus. So, I don't know. He's just always given off a creepy vibe to me. And that is a, that is a, that is a yeah. big, mm, yeah. See? I told you. Uh, but no, so I guess to recap, just boycott if you must. If you feel, if that's what is in your heart and you are that upset enough to boycott certain things, feel free to do so. But just recognize that, like I said, our our life is a farce. And the, the, only, the best change that you can influence is your day-to-day behavior and how you interact with the world. And, you know, if you so if you see, if you go to work and then... One of your male co-workers does something inappropriate to a female co-worker. Your chance to change things from is is right there, to do something right there. Because change comes from the bottom up, never to the top down, despite what people will say. Always the bottom up. So that's what, I'll, that's what I'll say. So that wasn't fun. So let's move on to actual fun stuff. Woo! Uh, Josh, you recently saw Blade Runner. 
2049. I, I did. I did. Which is the most misogynist. No, hold on. We're no, we're getting past that. Never mind. <laughs> uh, what did you think of it? I loved it. Yeah. Uh, really, actually, surprised the hell out of me. I loved the movie. Uh, it's actually one of my favorites of the year. Nice, 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 yeah. nice. Um, you hate Blade Runner. I don't hate Blade Runner. You said you hope it die. You said you hope everybody made it dies. So that's weird. That is not recorded, as far as I know. In my heart, it is. But you did enjoy it. You. What did you not like about it? Did I not like about it? Yeah, because I'm assuming you, um, you said it's one of your favorites. So I'm assuming you like a lot of things. Well, um, I mean, the only thing I didn't like is that the first, like, I guess really the whole first act is a little takes a little took a mile for me to get into it because it's really just like world building for 45 minutes before the story actually starts mm. at least that's know. what it felt like to me i don't know the i mean the first scene is like the ignition of the plot where he finds the box and then yeah but beyond shortly, that yeah like, but shortly thereafter he goes and is like oh these are bones or like oh there's a I don't know, maybe Staying I wasn't paying bones. enough attention. I don't know. Here's the thing. I, 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 when I saw it, I, I rewatched it a couple of weeks later, and it fe- it went by a lot quicker than it did the first time. And not, not just because I knew the plot points were coming. It just it just felt like it moved faster for some reason. And so I think that might be better. I think because I had pacing issues too. I was like, oh, this was just really long in some spots. But actually, I don't, it actually really wasn't. Which I didn't, I didn't I think it. I was surprised at. After I got through that initial like kind of getting into the once the story really kicked into gear, like from there on, I didn't feel, I didn't feel it was too long or anything or okay. slow. So, right. um, I don't know if you heard, but I actually liked Jared Leto in that movie, which is pretty amazing. I I thought it was good. I just don't really. He didn't seem to have. I don't. I mean, not that he didn't have a purpose, but like he was kind of like I, he was kind of the the guy behind this. You could have yeah. cut him out of the movie, and it wouldn't made that much of a difference. Well, I don't know. It, he. He's a guy that I, I've seen movies do this a lot. Like in Kingsman, yeah, you have Channing saving the big star, but he takes a back seat. And in Kingsman, Pedro Pascal takes his place. And in this one, uh, the the girl Sylvia Hex takes yeah. kind of takes his place. She's great, and that's movie. that's how you get a star. And she is a star. I loved her. She was fantastic. So I was okay with only a couple scenes of Leto because that's kind of a perfect role for him, where he can play a weirdo but not really be in the movie that much and. Sort of, he's got like the Japanese kind of look going on, so uh, it's just it worked for me. I thought it was kind of it was pretty neat. Um, and then uh, Denny, that that beautiful man, <laughs> that beautiful man Denny, yeah. is, he keeps he keeps killing it. He took a movie that I didn't care about and made me love it. So well, he took a sequel. Well, yeah, whatever. Um, what is, where does that rank in Denny for you? Um, right now, I'd say it's my. I don't like it as much as Arrival because that's my favorite movie of his. But I'd say it's tied, sort of, either just above or just below Sicario, and I like it more than Prisoners. Okay, so it's 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 three for me too. Arrival one, two, Prisoners two, uh, Blade Runner three, and then. I gotta revisit Sicario. I feel like I I understand. You didn't like. I don't remember. I think I don't remember you liking that. Very yeah, much but like the more I've heard people talk about it, I was like, oh, it's that's, so good. That sounds kind of it's awesome. So good. What was I missing? So I, I think that's that's on my list of things to to give another shot to because I think I'll end up liking that a lot more. But uh, good. 
You want to give Blade Runner 2049 a grade? No. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's been too long, but it's, it's a good movie. So there's, we had a couple of trailers come out, uh, two to be exact, two important ones. I'm sure other ones did. That one of which I'm very curious about, and one of which I kind of think I know what I'm getting, but I'm excited to see nonetheless. Uh, so talk to me and just anybody about New Mutants. What uh, is this movie? Well, it's my most anticipated superhero movie of next year. Um, I, I am probably the only one in the world that feels that way, but it is, I've been really excited for this movie ever since it was announced and I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's like actually stayed caring about it since then or like been highly anticipating it just cause I've heard, I've seen nobody talking about this at all. Um, I don't even think we've ever talked about it on this podcast, yeah, probably but, not. um, but yeah, Josh Boone is one of my. I don't, know, I don't know if I'd say favorite directors working today, but he's an like, upcoming um, one that I really like. Um, and, you know, he has my name, so that's cool. Were you um, have his name. True. Boom, got him. Yeah, stuck and, in Love, Fault in Our yeah, Stars. Stuck in Love, Fault in Our Stars. I love those two movies, and this looks re- it's just something really different. It's He said it was going to be a horror superhero movie, and I assumed it was going to have like horror elements, but he really... It's it's a horror superhero movie, um, and it looks really cool. Um, I'm not like I don't I don't know too much about the New Mutants in the comics. I, I did a little bit of like just when the movie was announced. I looked I read a couple things about them, um, and it's pretty much like a it's like a young adult kind of thing, um, but X Men, um, and it's very it's a lot smaller in scale than your typical group of like superhero team up kind of thing and well they're not even teaming up they're you know yeah, getting clumped together kind of yeah um and yeah it just it's something that's been really exciting to me and i love i love what fox has been doing with their x-men movies and or i guess all their movies outside of the main x-men storyline like apocalypse and dark phoenix and all that stuff i don't i couldn't care less about that but with like Logan and this and Deadpool and X Force, like they're just doing these really different. Like they're actually making different genres with their movies, and it's really cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah no, it, I think it looks it looks interesting. I'm not. I'm not and the counting. Ca- and, and the cast and the cast is really good. So. Well, let's know. Um, so, yeah. No. I'm mm. Taylor Joy. You know. I obviously. don't. I. She's a bad actress. I think. She's and a I don't great. Know what is why. wrong with you? She's a fantastic actress. Everyone loves her except you. She, I don't know. Is maybe better than just, Emma Watson. Eh, no. Yeah. She just kind of got dead eyes for me. I, don't know. I saw her in what, Split, and then she was in something else. Wasn't she, she was in The Witch. Yeah, she was good in The Witch. She was good she in The was Witch. Great I just Witch. didn't I didn't like her in Split. She, she was just, great in Split. She has no oh kind of, I didn't think she had any charisma. Casey is or, an amazing character, and she was great in that movie. Uh, that's your opinion, bro, I guess. All right, sure. <laughs> I, she's just very wooden to me. It's just like, I just... Do you feel anything? No? Okay, cool. Um, but New Mutants, looks it looks interesting. I do. I agree with you about what Fox is doing. They're actually, unlike the MCU, I do think they are making, they're going, at least they're going further into the idea of doing a genre film. Because Deadpool, yeah. to me, that's a comedy. It's a, yeah, that's a straightforward like satire comedy movie. Yeah. With action in it. Yeah, I agree. And then New Mutants, yeah, it looks, it looks like, it looks like a horror movie. I didn't even... I couldn't even tell you what anybody, what any powers anybody had. They just look like a bunch yeah. of kids in a mental hospital, which and I think is going to cool go. Thing. 
I think no, I think the the just kids in a mental hospital is what's going to hold this back because how do you integrate the superhero or the fantastical fantastical kind of elements in it without it feeling like like a not pointless but just like without it feeling like too much of a class see that's that's what i like is that it's kind of this is to me seems like kind of what josh trank was trying but wasn't allowed to do with fantastic four yeah that's Um, another new superhero movie terrible god horrendous Um, yeah good genre um but like it's very much and don't doing it much better but like having it's obviously going very dark and serious but it's not it's not doing the superhero thing like they're not wearing their costumes they're not teaming up to fight a bad guy or anything it's just gaining powers and kind of focusing on the powers being scary and like i don't know that's just a cool concept to me because that's and pretty much any superhero movie that's just like oh i got powers okay let's go do stuff let's go fight bad guys but it's like it's just all about learning the powers and like this is scary to someone who's like what 21 years old so i don't know that's just that's a really cool thing and is there like a i don't know i want i don't want to say villain but there is there like an antagonistic force or is it just going to be I, them figuring as out as far as i know there is no i don't even think there's a plot synopsis out for this yet They've been really, like, top secret. Yeah, the, so, prem- the premise on Listen to Wikipedia is five young mutants just discovering their abilities while held in a secret facility against their will fight to escape their past sins and save themselves. So That sounds more interesting than having an actual villain. No, no, so. that's, I, I, I don't mean it to say that it has a villain, but, like, some antagonistic yeah. force, like, oh, is the... Is like the are they being held there against their will? Which apparently I'm sure they are. it'll be. I'm sure there'll be some like third act reveal that someone they think is on their side is actually the one keeping them there or something. Yeah. But it's I'm it's it looks interesting. I'm not. I'll, I'll go see it. I'm yeah. curious to see what Fox does. I think they're they're doing the experimental kind of stuff that DC is, and then for the most part making good entertaining movies like Marvel is. So they're kind of a best of both worlds uh, yeah. situation even though I don't think some of them come together. But, you know, it's always fun to see something new, especially in a genre like that, or just any genre. Um, so, yeah, that's out April tw- April 13th. And another trailer came out, which I'm assuming you don't really care about at all. But I don't know what you're talking about, so. Phantom Thread. Oh, I haven't even watched this. It's This is Daniel Day-Lewis's last yeah, no. performance see this is like i don't need to see the trailer I'm just, i'll just watch the movie no no i was curious just to see what kind of da- daniel day lewis we're getting so i can prepare myself for whatever it is because he's you know like in lincoln he played lincoln and there be blood he was daniel plainview a lo- crazed lunatic and uh gangs in new york he was bill the butcher cutting also a crazed lunatic so it's just I, i'm just i was curious to see what kind of day lewis we were getting and this is very much a um, I don't know. It feels like an Arthur Miller kind of Day Lewis, which uh, he he's married to Arthur Miller's daughter. But uh, it it just feels like a very kind of classic, like seventies movie kind of Day Lewis, where he's playing it, you know, more of a character than a caricature. Which is, you know, he does he can do that extremely well. With Daniel Plainview, he's kind of a pissed off guy. Not that that's written like a caricature, but he sort of plays him like a pissed off guy. But this is this seems a little bit more real, a little bit more layered, and. uh I'm I'm looking forward to it. It looks like a pretty simple kind of sort of love story ish, but who knows? Uh, but I'm excited to see it. Uh, definitely a departure for 
for PTA. He hasn't done a movie like this maybe ever. I don't know. It seems. Uh, how are you? Do you care about getting any kind of spoilers? This isn't like a plot spoiler. I mean, I'll probably forget it by the time we finish recording this. So no. Yeah. He's a he's a dressmaker. So I don't know where. I don't know cinematically how that is going to lend itself, but it's it's PTA and it's it's Daniel Day Lewis. Sounds so. sounds different. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just down for those two. I think they do they do interesting stuff and they haven't worked together in in ten years. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think I mean he's gonna win the Oscar for it, obviously. So it's just let's see how good he is. Exactly. Um. All right. So. <laughs> Was there Will Be Blood really 10 years ago? Yeah. Jesus. It's a great movie. Great movie. Uh, so, we have you and I haven't talked about this in a while. We've gotten a couple little tidbits of news. Justice League is next month. Can you it hardly is. believe right. it? I Fi- can't. Finally. Oh, no. We did get a couple of pieces, little pieces of news, a little couple of uh, updates. First of all, the movie is two hours long, so it's obviously going to be terrible. And second of all, um, uh, I don't even. Do we know. have to? Do we have to? Uh, no. Okay. Yes. Wait. Yes. Oh, and then second of all, uh, there is a review embargo for Wednesday, correct? Yeah. But you say this is that's not this nothing is, to worry that's, about. That happened standard. with Wonder Woman too, okay. and then they moved it up, and it happened with Blade Runner, and it happened with it. So, so are we just going to be on the lookout to see if they move it up? Pretty or not? much the well, the screenings start next week. Actually, I think they might start. Do they start this week? They start either end of this week or next week. Well, the premiere is the thirteenth. Once and the premiere is the thirteenth. So after screenings happen, then the studio will determine if they want to. They basically use the reaction at the screening to determine what the vibe in the room is and like mm-hmm. what people are saying about it. Then they say, okay, we'll move it up two, three, four days. Um, and then they'll put the social media embargo earlier. So okay. So the right now their embargo is the fifteenth. But if I assuming everything goes well, it will probably move up to the thirteenth, um, maybe the fourteenth. Um, and the social media embargo will be like the ninth or tenth. Okay. So. Um, and then the runtime is two hours. So. Lean and mean. See, I'm offended by that, personally. Like, I don't think I can live my life. You're not getting your Zack Snyder three-hour epic? I mean, I just want Zaddy. Jesus. These people are insane. Yeah, it's pretty retarded. Oh, that's not PC. Sorry. (laughs) That's pretty stupid. Oh, wait, that's not PC. Shit. That's dumb. Oh, God. No. (laughs) And, I mean, there's even, I don't know... If you saw, but there was like a someone from, um, what am I? What am I uh, the, the guy got the some, emails. Uh, yeah, yeah. there was like someone who talked about it from inside Warner Brothers, like discussed exactly why it's two hours long, and it's like when you read that, it's like okay, that makes sense. They, it's pretty much the same thing they did the did to Rogue One to make it shorter. They just took one scene that was initially like spread across three scenes and made it one. And did that for a couple different things, and now it's two hours. Neat. So it's like, I don't... It's Movies are... The first X-Men is an hour and 40 minutes, and that introduced like seven characters, and it's a big team-up movie, Yeah, and it's awesome. So, I don't know. 
people are stupid. Uh, how long was Wonder Woman? Uh, two twenty. Okay, so I mean, let's think about it this way: Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition or the theatrical was what, like two hour two forty? Two thirty. Two thirty. Wonder Woman was two twenty, and this is two even. So I don't yeah. know. it's trending downward. There looks like seems like they're cutting out the fat and. Yeah. simplifying these so i don't know sure whatever yeah, that's, that's my that's, i mean if i had problems with wonder woman is that i think there are some scenes that could have cut same for man of steel same for batman versus superman so yeah but we do we, but we really need to know how lois finds out what kind of bullet that was i don't know it's how do you even understand the characters without that uh <laughs> uh the best case scenario is that this is for me that this is a tight um condensed you know just to the point kind of Justice League team up movie and the worst case scenario yeah. is that it's terrible and I can leave in two hours so I don't know there's there's worse things to get upset about yeah that a movie's runtime just doesn't feel like it should be one of those because like I mean if you look at either end of it I would rather this be short quick like a rushed but like semi-enjoyable movie than a three-hour boring like transformers movie where it's like it's not even fun anymore yeah so but i mean i think it's gonna be good i think it's, i'm hoping for the best are you still sticking with your 48 percent chance it's on its way to a billion and fresh a billion and fresh yeah that was on its Is way that what I said? yeah on its way to a billion i, I thought i said fresh. more than 48 percent. no i think cody said 48 oh yeah you said 51 i said 50 something i remember yeah it's over i think over 50 percent wow um we're gonna have to but, give our our predictions next time we're all three of us are together because I I can't wait to see where those are where those fall on the map. It's gonna be. Why nuts. do you think it's gonna be just such a big flop? Because it's it's DC man. Maybe so? it, it well Wonder Woman. Okay. Remember your predictions for Wonder Woman? Yeah. And mine. Then that's that's one of four movies that people have kind of agreed on that it's at least good. So. I don't like those odds. Three times it's been even if I like I like all I like everything but Suicide Squad, but it doesn't seem like anybody else really does outside of fanboys. I don't know. I just that's it's not like I swear it's not pessimism. It's not you know me being Debbie Down or anything. It's just saying what is what what data do I have to go on and how does that influence my opinion now and the data but i think it's like good. this is different than when those two movies were coming out like no, there's so many the same zack snyder no it's the, not zack snyder's the director chris terrio is by and large the writer and they fired the director halfway through and they're not and they're not lucasfilm so i don't think they can they, they didn't fire they him get away with it or no wait sorry he left halfway through <laughs> this and is they not hired, so well. sorry Blech, we're gonna we're gonna get to that but they got a new director to like basically redo most of the movie or a significant portion of the movie and like i said you're not you're not star wars you're not kathleen kennedy you can't i don't think they can do that as as well as she can i if i'm proven wrong i'm proven wrong but that's just what i'm going with right now it's not and also i just don't like i don't like the justice league heroes personally aquaman's stupid i saw no, aquaman's it. great cyborg is dumb he makes no sense. Well, he he makes sense. He's just boring to me, and I'm just you just don't like them because they're not Batman and Batman's t with a team up. Batman sucks when he's not uh, when he's if he's on his if he's like in a team. That's all. No, that's he's been true he's awesome by the team. No, because then he seems like he sucks because he doesn't have any powers. He can't do anything except drive around the car. Which yeah, is, it's great. Which you can't even deny. Ninety percent of the trailers are not him doing anything. He's not doing jack shit but driving. Yeah, because it's great because it it triggers the Batman fans. Hehe. <laughs> 
I'm not even triggered. I don't care because I know that <laughs> that they're gonna. I already know that they're gonna fall back on Batman. He's the most profitable. So in the long run, I win. Ha 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 ha. So moving on to Solo, a Star Wars story, the greatest title ever conceived. Yeah, it's fine. So we do have a little, some little updates on it, and I. This is all. Wait, what happened? A question that I wanted to ask you. Oh, okay. It is that um, the movie finished principal production or principal photography and production, I guess. Uh, Ron Howard obviously revealed the title, Solo, a Star Wars story, blah, blah, blah. Um, we also found out that basically Howard reshot all of Lord Miller's stuff. Which doesn't surprise me. Yeah, which you know is to be expected if they hated it that much. Enough to fire them, then... Um, so the movie is seems like is in the can. Are they doing reshoots? Do you know, or is this? I mean, they probably have more reshoots scheduled for like early next year. Right. But so let me ask you: Is this movie coming out in May? I guess so. <laughs> I, I I just I guess. I mean, I originally said there was no way this is going to be coming out in May, but here we are, two days from November twenty seventeen, and it has not been changed. I mean, so that's seven months. So that's over my, a year. The only way the uh, I only have one prediction for if they're going to move this to December, which I don't think they are now because I don't know why they wouldn't. But um, maybe they're just waiting for the last Jedi to come out because there's so much pressure on Lucasfilm right now and they know that movie's great. And so that movie's going to come out. It will take off a lot of pressure, please a lot of people. And then they'll use that opportunity to say, yeah, we're going to need more time on Han Solo. Yeah. And then they're going to push it back. <laughs> That's, That's my only guess. But I think it's coming out in May. So that's uh, a thing. If you want to. So just for shits and giggles, let's take a look at the at the end of last year. So on December uh, on November 21st, it, there is... Two, there are two movies coming out. The Women of Marwin, a Robert Zemeckis movie that's with Steve Carell that is listed as a fantasy drama, so maybe that's Oscar-y, who knows. And then Ralph Breaks the Internet, Wreck-It Ralph 2, which is the worst title ever. I'm sorry. No, it's a great title. It does, There's too much going on. Just call Wreck-It Ralph 2 or Ralph Breaks the Internet. You don't put a... Ugh, it's just... It bugs me. Um, I love it. But the 28th of November and then what would it be? December 4th are completely empty right now. And then on the 14th is Untitled Animated Spider-Man Film, a.k.a. Y... Uh, I'm actually looking forward to that. I just uh, it's I Lord Miller. Yeah, it's anime. It's an animated Spider-Man movie. Like, but it's on. Lord Miller. I know, but it's we saw how well that worked with Han Solo. They didn't even let him make a movie. But whatever. Yeah, you know, um, they have more power than Sony. So it's well, yeah. Um, and then the Mortal Engines also comes out that week. Uh, what is that? I don't know. Is that a Del Toro thing? Peter Jackson he... produced oh, okay. or screenplay. Know. It's like. I was like, I one know. of those two is making it. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, it seems it seems like it's going to be like, oh, we're going to try a franchise. From what I understand, it's like steampunk. So I don't is know. that even? I don't even know if that's started filming yet. Maybe it has. I don't know. It's just listed on the schedule. And then the twenty first is Aquaman and Bumblebee. Twenty fifth, yeah. Mary Poppins Returns, which I'm so psyched for. And Bohemian. No one cares. Yeah, it's going to be great. Who cares about that? Lin Manuel Miranda's in it. It's going to be awesome. And then uh, Mary Poppins Returns, or then Bohemian Rhapsody. Sorry. That I can't wait for. Hmm. Directed by Brian Singer, who's a total creepio, creepo. I might skip that one actually, because I actually Brian Singer gives me the creeps too. But why? There's a so eh, I don't like 
that whole controversy that he had. Those things were acquitted. Mm, I don't know. It's a, Well, so was Nat Turner, technically, but, you know. Nat Turner? It's Nate Turner. Nate or no, Turner? Nate Parker. Nate Par- no, Nat Turner was the character's name. That's how smart I am. Ha-ha! <laughs> I did it. I know history. Um, Nate Parker. Yeah, it's, it's, it just gives Whatever. me willies. But point is that there is a two-week window in end of November, early December. So Star Wars logistically could say, hey, we're coming out on December 14th, everybody, and then maybe Spider-Man moves up to May or Mortal Engines does whatever. Maybe there's some shuffling that they could do. There's too many movies coming out in that window. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm listening to you list them off, and there's like, that's too many big movies coming out in the span of a month. Yeah, but one one of them might suck. I mean, there's. I mean, Bumblebee will probably move. Yeah. And then, wasn't there something coming out? With, yeah, Bumble, Aqu- Bumblebee and Aquaman are coming out the same weekend. Yeah, Aqu- Aquaman's not moving. Bumblebee will move. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't want to go up against Star Wars. Anything, even if it's on well, solo. Yeah. If Star Wars gets it, puts it its feet in there, everything's leaving. So. Yeah. So I think that. I think the, that reason. I I agree with what you said that they're gonna. They probably know in the back of their minds that, yeah, we're going to move this to December. There was just no time. And they were going to wait for until, like, January. Like, they're going to do all the stuff behind the scenes, and then after, you know, Last Jedi's been out, and everybody loves maybe it. They'll, they're maybe they're going like, to wait. By the maybe way, gonna, we're going to move. Maybe they're going to wait and just release the first trailer and announce it that way, and after everyone realizes it, sees that it looks good. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't, makes I don't sense. know. Because they have to have enough for a trailer. They like, have the whole movie. <laughs> I know, but, like, they have to, like, I mean, in terms of, like, visual effects. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been editing while shooting. That's probably the only way they can get this done Yeah. In, in, by May. I don't know. Well, we'll just have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, so, yeah, that's an update on Solo. Who the hell knows at this point? What do you, what do you think of the title, by the way? It's a title. I don't give a yeah, shit. It's a title. I don't care. Titles, let me go get on my soapbox here. Titles are the most over-discussed thing in movies, just period. Titles don't mean shit in terms of quality. They All they mean, all the only purpose of a title is for somebody to say, huh, that sounds cool. It is nothing well, worth discussing at all. Unless we're, unless we're talking about Battle of the Five Armies, which is a bad title for a bad movie. Know, but. but even then, who cares? Does a bad title mean a movie's not good? Or does a good title mean a movie's not bad? Like Battle Los Angeles, that's a title. It's a cool title. Movie? I don't know. I've heard it sucks, so I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> I don't care what you call a movie. If you call it, you know, the the never-ending tale of the pus-filled volcano <clears throat> turtle, I'd be like, what? But if it said, oh, but you know, the never-ending tale of the pus-filled volcano turtle is amazing, I'll be like, all right, I'll go check that out. Title? I don't know. Just titles are fine. They're fine. Who cares? It's fun for like... I'm writing that down, and I'm going to make a poster of it. Make that the poster. Laugh. Make the poster. <laughs> like, I get it. With The Last Jedi, when if a title gives you something to speculate a little bit about, sure. Last Jedi? Sure. Dark Knight Rises? Fine. But, Ha Solo, Star Wars story. Like, shut up. Shut up. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's going to be called something. Like, gonna... what, what did people expect it to be called? I don't know. Smuggler's Tale, I've heard. I don't. That's that's a book. What do you call it Smuggler's Tale? Yeah, that's it's stupid. I don't know. Just enough with the titles. I don't care. I don't care. Um, unless they're really bad, and then it's like funny. But no, most of them don't get to that level, except for the Nevering Tale, the pus-filled volcano turtle. 
Um, so let's just dive into the main event. Something we've never done before in this kind of a ter- in this sort of form. We've never talked about a TV show or TV season. That we've never talked a TV show as the focus of an episode. One TV show. We've done a list and something else, but we're talking about Stranger Things finally. So for everybody that's been waiting for a podcast about Stranger Things, we got you. Because I'm pretty sure we're the first one. Um, I've I've done yeah we are. Really um, sure there aren't seventeen thousand other ones? I don't think that's not possible. By the way, Game of Thrones podcast coming at you. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I will not be present for that one. I don't care about that show. Sure, it's fine, but um, <laughs> well, so you watched things. it. Getting, I watched six episodes, and then I was okay. like, I don't care. I don't like this. I'm going to watch West Wing again. Actually, that was before I even watched West Wing, so whatever. <laughs> um, so Stranger Things, let me ask you first. Where, How did you, this movie, or the, <laughs> this is going to happen a lot. How did this show come into your life? When did you first hear about it? Was it word of mouth? Was it a tweet? Was it a Facebook um, post? Was it a Snapchat? When did, it, when did the first season start? Like last summer? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, sometime towards the end of last summer... I kept hearing about it, and I finally watched it, and I watched it in a night, because uh, I couldn't stop watching it, um, and I loved it, and I've watched it um, like six times all the way through, um, and I, yeah, I just I got into it because I just kept hearing about it. A couple friends of mine saw it. Um, I saw the reviews were great. I watched, I finally, I didn't even see the trailer until after it was out, and I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, this looks like Super 8 or E.T. or Close Encounters, like any of those 80s uh Amblin Spielberg kind of movies and uh I was like oh this looks really cool so I finally watched it and uh yeah I love it it's a, one of my favorite shows so nice so about the, about the time this came out I was you know working in news and like there it was during the summer so it was pretty slow and BuzzFeed is a great way to pass the time their articles are stupid and just for fluff but I don't know they're entertaining and so when BuzzFeed is the first is the, your entryway to pop culture, I feel like that's a bad sign. Um, and I don't know. I just like like you with Get Out. Um, I just heard everybody I know was like, "Oh my God, Stranger Things!" And it just kind of took the world by storm, which it should have. It's you know, it is. It's it's a perfect show to release at uh, at a time like this. It's, you know, it's wholesome and sweet and funny and all that kind of stuff. And it just got so ridiculously overhyped that I kind of disdained it. I was like, eh, there's no way it can be that good. And then, you know, earlier this year or late this year, or sometime this year, I watched the first season. It was maybe a year later. And I thought it was fine. I mean, it's it's a good show. It's, it's, it's okay. But I fully recognize that it was never going to live up to the expectations that people put for it. And I don't know, would I feel the same way if I you know, watched it the day of and heard nothing about it or if I saw it early or if I was in a coma and that was the first thing I watched. I don't know, but I think it's a good show. I think it's it's got worth. It is entertaining, but it's just, you know, I think it's just fine. It's, it's a good show. And I'll just get this out of the way now. I hate, 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 hate 80s nostalgia, so... That was obviously Why? a big turnoff. I just think it's so stupid. It's the, the best. The 80s were terrible. No, they were better than they are now. Not by much, really. We were in a Cold War. Russia was 
messing up our shit. Yeah, but like Jimmy Carter forget, pulled us out of the Olympics. The, forget and, all the terrible stuff and just focus on the good stuff. Well, you can do that for any time. You can idealize any time. Yeah, and Besides, the, the 80s, best time to do it is here. the 80s. Uh, no, but this show's fine. It's good. It's cute. It's. Uh, where do you want to start with this? What's the thing of all above all things that you love about it? Just the whole this new season. Just now, just in general, we can cover both seasons really. Okay, let's talk about um, it at length. Or, I mean, I just I love it. I love that it feels. I think because I don't like TV that much, uh, I love that this each season feels like a movie, and season two feels like an actual like a, a nine part sequel. Um, and I like that they're it's so cinematic, and I love the characters. I love the interactions between the characters. The actors are all great. The kids are amazing. Um, it's just, I don't know, it just, it gets, it's perfectly tailored for me and my, what I like um, in my entertainment. It has, it's funny. Um, it has horror elements. It has sci-fi elements. Um, it has good, it has drama. It has, you know, stakes. Um, and again, it's just, I, I'm constantly wanting to know and wondering what's going to happen next. And both times I felt like just everything is set up and paid off really well. Oh, and it also has a really good soundtrack and the opening theme is awesome. So since you mentioned soundtrack, I need to mention, uh, I need to mention this about the new season. I hate how they just, people are just walking around. They like, there's not even a car or a stereo nearby. They just start playing an 80s song. I was like, boy, Come on, don't be so don't be so obnoxious with your nostalgia for a second, please. Why? I don't. It, it just doesn't make any sense. They're just like you're gonna be the exact same way in thirty years to the two thousands. What do you mean, like nostalgic for it? Yeah. No, I'm not a nostalgic. Yeah, person. you will. I'm always. I, Nostalgia's great. It's not. It's nostalgia distracts you from the future because nostalgia is a wonderful part. thing to keep us from the future. The future could be a great place if we decide to if we. Decide, but the future if we put is our scary. Energy, no, it's not. The We're, past is known, and that's why I like it. <laughs> but the future becomes the past. So, like just now, this what I just said is history. And it's, aren't you nostalgic towards it? No, because I want the future. I'm gonna meet a great cat in the future. Can't wait for that. It's gonna be some awesome cats I meet. I want to get to that as quickly as possible. But um, you mentioned the you met the, you mentioned the story, and I think this. St- I'll say this. I, there is a I've I kind of have a distinction in my mind between um, movies that have movies or TV shows that have plot and movies or TV shows that have story. And my problem is that with this is that I think it has too much plot and not enough story. And I think that and that goes with the the whole. What what's the difference again to you anyway? To me, plot is like it's getting from it's like the objective. It's getting and. It's the objective and the conflict. Story is kind of where the characters go, and like the, the okay. this and kind of the the more emotions of it. And this is just I don't really care about any of the plot, like the 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 research facility and Eleven and like the conspiracy and the all that kind of stuff. I don't care about it at all. I just it's not interesting me to, to me at all because. I think it's the characters that are what's good about this. You know, Dustin's fantastic. Mike is great. Um, 
Who's the kid that goes in the upside down in season Will? one? Will. Yeah, Will kind of sucks, but he does his job. You know, the black kid is the black kid. I don't even know his name. Lucas. Sure, okay. He never does. Can you blame me? The guy never talks. He's in. He's like one of the best parts of season two. He's n- He barely does anything. I'm sorry. What are you I, talking about? He's just... He I has an remember. entire reg romance subplot. Yeah, and that's all he does, basically. But so what? Uh, Hopper's cool... I don't. I don't like Winona Ryder in this. Not that's why not, she's great. It's nothing that she did. I just hate her character. I just. I love her. I love Joyce. She's the, so great. The sobbing. Every other scene, she's like crying and sobbing, and I'm just like, enough, please. Just. I know your life sucks right now. Your kid might die, but uh, I can't. T- I can't take it. Uh, Eleven's cool. Steve is very fascinating to me. I like him. Um, the John Byers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's cool. Nancy's fun. Um, so just, I like, every, I like base, I like like 90% of the characters. I think they're interesting. I think they're complex. I think they're layered, but I don't like what the Duffer brothers do with them in terms of the plot. Like if this was about, this, this could have just been, why not just make this a nice little, like, you know, like a wonder years kind of thing. We're just these kids growing up and yeah, and they get themselves into. Cause this into, isn't. <laughs> Because this isn't uh, the what's it what's his name? Um, you gotta get it. I'm not. I'm not helping you. We're gonna stay right here until you fi- figure out your reference. This isn't a Richard Linklater movie. <laughs> oh, you got it. Damn, you got it. That didn't take very long. I'm not saying no. it has to be Richard Linklater. Just like I, I don't want to just watch them sit around do nothing it's and not talk. That sitting around and doing nothing. They let them be. No, you that's know, boring. Chill. Like, I don't want that for I'm not nine saying, episodes. You're not even listening to me. Because I know what you're saying. You just want to watch them, you know, be kids and growing up and living life and doing their thing. And it, and that doesn't mean it has to be happy-go-lucky and boring. Kids, I want... Kids have conflicts, and they can have, you know, a bunch of different things. I just... The, I want a plot. I want to see them, you know, tackling these sci-fi, this cool sci-fi know, story and, like, the upside down. Where is this story going? We're going to find out. Where it keeps going. That's that's how TV works. I know, but it's. It, that's I, why I finished. You, that's this. why I you watched... and me generally don't like TV because it just keeps going and you don't know where the end point is. No, it, in good TV you do. In good TV you know where the end point. Like Avatar: The Last Airbender, you know where the end point is. The West Wing, it's a president. You know, it's two terms max. Okay, you know where, you know roughly that this is this has an end point and there is an objective and like. Just what's the objective here? Season one, it's Will disappearing. Season two, it's Will getting possessed. And yeah, you throw Eleven in there for posterity and stuff. But I just don't understand what I'm supposed to anticipate. See, they, I you get you you can't just you can't throw something like this, like the the secret government lab or the upside down giant thing, and not give the audience any indication of what. But it's it like means. I don't. It does to me. It doesn't feel like it's it's meaning to like let you know what it's building towards it's like it's working like movies each season is its own standalone thing like it's a story it's like i mean to you know me what? the f- at least marvel has set up and you know it's getting bad when i'm saying comparing and saying marvel's doing something good at least they've made it abundantly clear that thanos and the infinity gauntlet is the main objective and that's where but like i don't all this that's, is going to but that i don't want that it's not, like I, I, I don't want just build ups and build ups and build ups. I just want a story and then another story and then another story. Like, why does it have to be building towards something? 
because that's how stories work, and that's no, it's how not. you build. That's why Prisoner of Azkaban is my favorite Harry Potter movie. It's completely isolated. This this isn't isolated though. Yes, it is. It's building. It's taking the characters and just doing. It's not. There's not really much of like when you look at this. This is like, I mean, not. It's not as good as, but compared to like the Empire Strikes Back, it's like there's not a story in that movie. Okay, but that's just what does it end on? Is sending... Luke, I am your father, and they have the Emperor and Darth Vader, and they have clear antagonists, and the and rebels, you don't know where it's and the rebels go. have clear objectives. Yeah, that there's going to be a clash there somehow. That's it. There's going to be a clash. There's going to be a someone fights okay, something. Someone's going to win. You can't tell me that you walked at, that if you were 1980 whatever and walked out of Empire and said, "Wow, I have no idea where this story's going." Really? It's going to be there's going to be a conflict there. I would have no idea. You would come on. Why would I know? I'm not saying you like I saw Han Solo get frozen and taken away and I saw Luca's arm cut off. I know, but where's that? I don't know where this, they could go in sixteen different directions. Where's that in this story? The season ends and everybody's happy. Everybody's doing their thing, and then it ends. Yeah, and then on, at the very end, what do you see in the final shot? Something I don't know what the f fuck it is, man. It's just sitting there. It, I don't know it's what there. that means. That means there's something still out there. That this whatever many, okay, this upside down thing How many times are they going to do that? Because two was enough for me. I was like, you guys just did. They ended on the same exact idea. In season one, as they did in season two, if I remember correctly, like season one didn't wasn't it? John or Will Byers, he like was having dinner or something like that, and then he flashes and's like, "Oh, the upside down is here!" Like I'm in the no, upside down again. There's a different. It's not it? the exact same beat. Well, I, I actually don't remember what the end of season one was. No, season one it ends with him ha- still having his connection to the upside down. Okay, well, how has that that's, changed? That's, that's that's cut at the end of this one. Now it's just the upside down is still a thing. It's still a force. But what's it still it doing? might be a problem. It We're gonna find out. Problem? I just. It might. We might not even. It might not even be that. There might be a completely different uh, antagonist, if you will, in season three that is connected to it, but isn't the upside down. It's just. Eh. That's <clears throat> that's interesting to me. It just feel for me. It just feels aimless. It just feels like like season two, Jimmy. It was a rehash of the first season. I think. No, yeah, it they, was not. It was not a rehash at all. They took a characters in pretty interesting, uh, interesting ways, and they kind of, like they did a good job of moving the puzzle pieces around. But the core DNA of this of it did not change. And unlike Empire, where they like they turn it kind of turns itself. Empire, you know, New Hope ends with blowing up the Death Star. Uh, you know, Vader gets away, and he just killed my mentor. Great. And Empire, why it's so great is because it turns itself inward, and it becomes a lot smaller. This one. It doesn't really get bigger, and it doesn't really get smaller. It just is this. I think know, it gets a lot bigger. How so? Just because the There's upside just, down is because it expands things. It expands the mythology. We learn so much more about it. About what do we learn about down. the upside down that we didn't know? We learn more about. It. We learn like more about these whatever they're called. It's the um, what are those things called? The creatures? The dogs? Sure, let's call them that. Learn more about those. We learn about where those come from. We learn about. How where, they? Where did those come grow. from? We learn about. We saw where it came from. Yeah, but where? In the upside down. Exactly. That's when, not, they, when they got when they got the so little vague. adpole little thing. What is the upside down? How is it defined? How does it? What in what? What? Um, we see more. We just see more of it. Okay, so. That's cool to me. Ah, it's just. What is season three going to be? That's the mystery. 
I don't need to know. Why do I? Why would I want to have an idea already of what it's going to be? It's not just have an idea of what it's going to be, but there, there's there's a difference between oh, I know where this story is going, and I don't know where the story is going, but I have no reason to think that it's going to go anywhere particularly interesting. Why? Because I've seen two seasons, and it they haven't really done anything to shake things up, really. Like, there's, like you said, you know, I'll go back to Star Wars again. There's no Han and Carbonite. There's no I Am Your Father. There's no, like, what, there's no part of the plot that I just, I, well, I can't wait to see the next season to see how this turns out. And yeah, you can, you can make the argument that you can say that it's, it's just telling its own story, they brought, but. They, they brought in the whole sister thing. I think that's interesting. I want to see where that goes. Uh, oh, Eleven sister. Yeah. Eh, yeah, I guess that's fairly, that's fairly interesting, but it's. And they also they also explored Eleven's entire backstory. Well, didn't we already meet her mom? No. In season one. No. Yeah, we had to. I remember no. her sitting in her chair. Didn't they like That's flash to? One. No. I'm almost certain. We have no idea where she came from in season one. We just know that she was like an experiment. Hold on. Season two, you learn about where she was. She had a mom. She was taken away. Her name is Jane. She had a sister. Mm, yeah, but she already knew her sister, right? That's how she showed up. No, that's from what she's seeing. Hold on, this post is dated when? Damn it. I'm almost 100% certain that she showed up in season one. But I don't know, I've only seen this once, so maybe I'm wrong. But it's unlikely because I'm super smart. Uh, yeah, new Stranger Things fan theory was Eleven's mom secretly poisoned this is dated September 29th 2016 and it has a picture of her mom so I was right haha I'm pretty sure yeah cause yeah cause Hopper and Joyce talked to her Terry's sister in season one don't they who they talked to Terry Eleven's mom's sister according to this so she definitely appeared I've seen that season five times and I don't remember that at all if you cast your mind back to episode six around the time 11 just smashed through the doors of a local supermarket with a butt ton of egos in her mitts to the scene in which joyce and hopper pay a visit to Elle's mother terry ives this is season one i don't think i don't think that's happened mm, but well i'll i'll link it to you so you can check it out but uh let's talk a little bit more about the characters in general um so Dustin is definitely he's he's the breakout star. He's who everybody is dressing up as for Halloween and it's it's cool that they gave a character like this and an actor like this, you know, a real and gave gave an actor with a real medical I don't know, condition that they gave him an actual just they they put him in the show basically. It's kind of, it's it's neat that they did that. It's not I, it, yeah. it's just for variety. There's no other characters like Dustin and and if you, you know, if this kid comes into your office and you see the kind of look he has and his personality and this quirk about him, how do you not put him in your show, you know? What did you make of what did you like about uh some of the adult characters? Um I mean, 
just I, what I like the most is the relationship between Hopper and uh, Joyce. There's not like much to it. It's just like subtle little things. Yeah, I also loved um, what's his name? Sean Astin, Bob. Yeah, I was about to he, say he, he was great. I hated uh, him. Really? Why? He was just too nice. I was like, Stop that's why it. I loved him. He's you're such a, a real, nice guy. You're not a real person, and I just you know he's. Why do you like just simple nice things? I because it's not interesting. People are complex. It's fun. People are complex and layered. Yeah, well, we're all not we're all terrible and assholes. So, I demand that the characters in my media are the same way. Yes, I um, like I like I like easygoing, nice people. I think it's a good show. Um, it's hmm, I don't know if it's intelligent as much as it is just kind of well rounded and digestible. Like, there's really no. Why does it need to be that intelligent? I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just. It's. I'm just saying it's not. It's not like one of the most just impeccably like, or interestingly plotted things in the world. Or it's a J.J. Abrams movie. Like that's. I mean, that's for better or for worse. That's what it is. See, that's that's the thing that kind of bugs me. Is like, is when things like this and things that are so hashtag eighties get so trapped in the genre that they don't. They can't really do anything very new with it and this movie definitely does it does new things the upside down that whole concept is incredibly new but it just feels like it's stuck within the trappings of an 80s throwback where i think it can be a lot more than that because you know it was set in the 1980s but it didn't let that define it and this show i think it does a little bit too much um i thought it did enough new like could you put this you know eh, like what what did you what new not and again, not, not like, new. New is not inherently better. New is just, just like it's less, not, not it's, new per se, but it's it, like it did enough to make it basically. feel like there are one of the arguments I heard for season one was that it was just a mix, a mishmash of like ET and like all those you know plot beats from other things, and this one I felt like it got away from that, did its own thing, um, and I liked that. Um, and also, again, that's why I feel like it's kind of more like Empire Strikes Back because there's not much of a story. It's just like the characters doing things. Well, Mike getting like possessed having, is like... and having things going on in their lives. Right. Um, and but also while this whole like sci-fi, this up uh, these uh, demigorgon—that's what they're called. Um, the those little they're like coming about and then the whole thing was 11 and finding her sister and like all these things are just kind of going on throughout the season and then it all comes together at the end um i don't i don't really have anything else i think it's a good show it's it's just it was incredibly overhyped for me so i had no i almost had no choice but to just think it was okay because the way that people talked about it was like oh jesus came back oh no it's just stranger things okay cool fine any final thoughts on stranger things season one and two love them yeah. I think I think I like season one more, but love them. Okay, I didn't even ask that, but you just you put it out there. Yeah, I would say I like season. Hmm, I don't know. The eleven goes to Chicago episode was just kind of blech. I get why they did it. It just was boring to me. So I'll probably give the nod to season two, anyways, because it just it had less of Joyce crying and screaming, and that just was a complete total killjoy for me. Um, you mean kill Joyce? Oh, that's a good way to end it. Not going to give a grade because it's a TV show, and how do you give a grade to a TV show? So we'll just move on and say the Stranger Things is is good and great. You know, it's it's a fine show. It's a great show.
It's an acceptable, watchable show. That's what, that I can say. It's watchable. It's an, That's it's for an sure. exceptional. Except, just fucking damn it, people. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's why I make the big bucks. Just people need to stop. Like overhyping is just just enough. You, you overhyped Get Out for me, so. And I and I I know and it's I think that's got a lot more to it than I like this much more than Get Out. So I, that's that's where the intelligence thing comes in. Whether you like Get Out or not, it is so smart and it's so incredibly smartly written. Incredibly smartly written because that's how smart of a person I am. Great. Um, <laughs> let's just move on and do some watching, reading, listening to. Uh, why don't you go first? Uh, what have I been watching? I don't know. I've watched how many horror movies this month now? Twenty nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is it tonight? Uh, what's it called? The Tim Curry movie, where he dresses up like a woman. Oh, that's a horror movie. Um, it's a little shop of horrors, right? No, no, no. The other one. Oh, God. I can't Maybe that's not it. I don't remember. Um. I love how you can give that description. And be like, no, no. The other <laughs> Tim Curry movie where he acts like a complete total whack job. <laughs> That's pretty. That's peak. Um, there's a there's a sequel about the one. What's the movie that came out with Bella Thorne recently? It's like a horror movie that's like so terrible. Amityville something. It's the original one of that. The Amityville Horror. That's what it's called. Oh, I didn't know he was in that. Is he? Maybe he's not. I don't know. By Thought the way, shout out to The Conjuring Two for setting the first like ten minutes of their sequel in Amityville, and then going to a case that like nobody cared about. Remember that? No. In the in like the Amityville horror is like the is Ed and Lorraine's Ed and Lorraine Warren's like biggest case, and it was like oh well in the sequel they're gonna go to Amityville but they only are there for like five seconds and then they go to somewhere in Britain. Remember oh that? I'm oh yeah 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 that's right. I love, I love oh, Conjuring too. I'm I'm dumb. I mixed up the Rocky Horror Picture Show and Amityville Horror. Oh my god. So Rocky Horror is what you're watching. Yes. Good boy. Should be good. Should be fun. Yeah. Uh, but what what are some what are some uh, movies that have stuck out to you in your thirty um, day horror? See the best one I've seen. I'll say ha- one that you haven't I'll, seen before. I should. I'll say. say I'll pick three that are the best. One one that I loved was Creep. It's very creepy. Haha. <laughs> um, it's a found footage movie. It's mm-hmm. like an hour and fifteen minutes. So. Oh wow. I would recommend that because like if you're like me you don't like investing a lot of time into anything so uh watch creep it's really disturbing and the i don't remember what's his name in it um uh mark duplass he is really really creepy and he just made me uncomfortable so uh then there was also raw which i watched a couple oh was that the cannibalism thing from this yeah, year i loved them it's one of the best movies i've seen all year it's what is it really, about? I've heard a lot about it. It's People basically raving. a coming. It's like a coming of age story, but with cannibalism. Mm. It's so it's like a girl. I'm trying to remember. Tasty. But I don't want to like say too much about it. But like a girl like goes away to like a school, um, and she's a she starts out as a vegetarian, mm. but is exposed to meat for the first time, and it like that's hysterical. Makes makes her like crave more and more of it to the point where she's like eating people. And it's really disturbing and really gross, but it's that awesome. Awesome. It's awesome. Hmm. Um, and then the one other that I would say is awesome is The Void. The Void. It's on Netflix. 
I think it's a Netflix original movie, but it might not be. I don't remember. Um, but it's also a really cool movie. It's like the way I described it as it's like uh, it comes at night except good. Um, Stop. It is. It comes at night is such a boring movie. Oh, my God. But this is so good. You have um, no class. You are classless. Yeah. A24 can blow me. Um, Whoa. <laughs> it can, I, lo- I love them, but they can get off their soap high horse for five seconds soap high horse they have a high horse made of soap josh huh yeah huh Uh, i love a24 ride or die that's the only tattoo i would get is a24 somewhere i don't know where they're so pretentious sometimes it just makes me it's so great insane it's so great it triggers you and i like that (laughs) have you seen cube no i want to it's on netflix you should watch it i don't know like throw off your 31 day the halloween thing but you should just watch, watch it, it anyways. Yeah, watch, it's watch. on Netflix. It's like it's Is it? I think it's like an hour twenty five too. And it's really fucking entertaining. It's so good. I love that movie. And you like it's it's kind of it's what's like it a, about? It Like generally, what's like the basic premise? I think five people wake up in a cube. Some of the cubes are safe and some of them have like booby traps in them that'll kill you. Like deadly booby traps. Mm. It's like a, it's, and then they have to like survive and then also figure out a way to get out of the cube. And it's just really, really, it's so, it's like small and it's just, it's fast and entertaining and it's quick and it's just, it's, you know, and it's, and it's short. And the ending is actually, the ending's kind of, if I remember correctly, the ending kind of pissed me off a little bit, but I think that was the point of it. And it's just, it's a really entertaining movie. And if, you know, if you want something that's, it's not really so much horror as it is thrillery, but it's it's really entertaining. It's kind of like a smarter saw, you know. But have you seen Cube Two Hypercube? <laughs> oh yeah, I know that. I heard that exists. I I would totally watch that. There's also Cube Zero. <laughs> yeah, they had a very interesting franchise going. I gotta say, almost as like I don't know. It's almost as weird as Alien, Aliens, and then Aliens to the Third Power. I don't know. It's just, it's one of those <laughs> things. Uh, cool. Any other watching, reading, listening to? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. I watched. Speaking of the Saw movies, I went and saw Jigsaw. Oh, it's fine. You know, it's it's just dumb. It's a you know, I I mentioned a lo- long time ago that like the producer of the movie came into one of my classes in college and like told us about it. We like swore to secrecy, whatever. And it's it's kind of it's exactly what he kind of said it would be. So I was like, okay, that's. It's fine. It's it's really dumb, and my friend and I went and made fun of it and had ourselves a good time, so no harm done. Um, but there, there is one movie I saw that I really, really liked. Have you seen Steven Spielberg's The Terminal? No. I have, and it's great. I think it's such a cool... It's a, it's a sweet little movie. It's about Tom Hanks plays this guy who takes a flight to the United States and mid-air his country is there's a revolt and they their government is overthrown so um when he gets when he lands at the airport they won't let him into new york because he technically doesn't have a country of origin so he lives in an airport basically for i think somewhere like six months something like that and he does a bunch of odd jobs and he becomes friends with all the with some of the employees and he meets a flight attendant that he fancies and uh it's just it's a just a very sweet 
you know, little movie, and it's made by Steven Spielberg, so it is immediately bumped up a notch because he directs, you know, it's not a very obvious directing job, but he add, there's a lot of his little kind of whimsical touches to it that make it uh, make it worth watching. And it's just such a it's just such a weird movie for somebody like Spielberg to do. And I like it when he does when he does this. And he's like, I'm just you know, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this. And I like big Spielberg, I do, but I really like tiny Spielberg. And this is Tiny Spielberg, if I've ever seen it. And I recommend it. I recommend The Terminal. You ever seen it? Ever heard of it? No, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it gets a bad rap. Like, oh, Lee's in, like, The Terminal. It's very good. It's... I just think people are mad that Spielberg... Whenever Spielberg doesn't do something big budget, I think there's a certain kind of people who are just like, why doesn't he just do the same big like action? Me. Yeah, like, action movie every time. It's like, that's how directors stay interested. And I like to see what kind of gears that he has. And uh, Lincoln, I just, I just, I just want to see him make fun movies, though. No, but if every unless movie, he's making some, unless he's making every a movie he makes, epic about the Holocaust, then he can do what he wants. Well, but. that's fun. But if every movie the guy makes is a fun movie, then doesn't that dilute the funness of the movie? Doesn't there have to be kind of ebbs and flows? You know? Nah. Ugh, you're just the worst. I know. But. Nolan, man, he does some small movies, I guess. Not really much. He hasn't done a small movie in a very long time. Um, Prestige, that was 11 years ago. That was 11 years ago. You know, I, think every other, I think every other is a perfectly reasonable expectation for a director. <laughs> like, you do something big and you do something small. And, you know, a passion project and then something that you love to do that'll, you know, make all the audiences, you know, pee in excitement. So... I don't know. I just I enjoy I enjoy Spielberg. I do. I'll, I'll say it, Josh. I like Steven Spielberg. Have you seen the documentary of him yet? No, I've heard it's good though. I want to watch it. And mind you, of my top five Spielberg movies, three two of them are Indiana Jones movies, and the other is a Tintin movie. So I love Big Spielberg. Yeah, but one of them is the wrong Indiana Jones movie. So I I said I had two of them. Yeah. And- one of them is in Temple of Doom. So te- he even hates Temple of Doom. So fuck I don't you, care man. what he hates. He, he hates made it. a great movie with Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is shit. I don't care. I, you're, if you like Temple of Doom, you're wrong. I'm gonna it's say more than, it. I know it's better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's not. Temple of it Doom is. is fucking garbage. I, it's great. That is below my bottom. Here's the my villain bottom. Is so cool. Bottom five Spielberg. Here we go. War of the Worlds, which is good. AI, which isn't really good, but it's interesting. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. E.T. Temple of Doom. Okay, well that is just invalid because E.T.'s on it. I hate E.T. The extra yeah, yeah, like my uncle but says. Ha- but you have you have a bad reason for not liking it. I know, but I still it's my reason. <laughs> Boom, get wrecked, fam. Uh, oh boy, a lot of lot of vitriol. Oh, and I also want to, in terms of watching, reading, listening to, more like watching, reading, and playing. I played 10 minutes of Uncharted and stopped. Because you played it wrong. Because I hate it. It was boring. And I didn't get to... Sh- and the shooting mechanic sucked. It was not fun. you played it wrong. It was not it's fun. Not, not about the gameplay. It's about the story and characters. It doesn't... Nobody cares about the story and the characters. Uh, the people that made it do. Nobody and the people does. that play it do. And I... I don't care. I don't like them. It's fine. <laughs> I like Batman, though. Batman's cool. So... I'll take Uncharted over the Arkham games any day. Mm, 
do they have detective mode or who uh, cares like about no, detective it's, sorry, nonsense it's, it's predator mode that's what it is it's all boring it's so fun you never even played arkham um, yes i did i played the first two yeah they're good no, games didn't. no you didn't um i did so next week is oh shit i almost forgot um next week is thor ragonkanarok ragonkachonk ragonok and what is it called ragnarok uh, I don't think that's right. Hmm. But whatever it is, we will talk about it. Oh my god. So I don't know if you know this, but the new bit is that every time we sign off, I say goodbye in a different language, and it's, this week is Albanian. And there's a silent L, and I don't know how that's happened, but uh, until next time, you can follow us at underscore realflix on the Twitter. Uh, be sure to leave an iTunes review. I forgot to bring it up the new up the new one again because blame podcast app like like always. So, uh, Josh, until next time. Actually, do you have any final thoughts, impressions, grievances? Um, au revoir. I don't know. That's not. We're not there yet. Jesus. Okay. Okay. I need to give this one more listen. So until next time, Josh. Yam to mire. That's Yam spelled L-A-M-T-U-M-I-R-E with two dots. Yam to me, Ray. Bye, Josh. Au revoir. Stop it. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. That's like 40 episodes from now, I think. Oh, my God. I just looked up Greek, and it's just a bunch of squigglies. Jesus, this was a bad idea. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>